Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders, Real Take Sports proudly brings to you its future five-time podcast champions of the world, (laughs) (laughs) the barman Trevor Sutton, El Jefe, Omar Q, Real take, wrestle talk. I'll have some more energy in that one uh, that down yeah. the line, but I, I feel like I'm onto something with that one. I'm I, onto I, something. I feel like I'm onto something, but I feel like you kind of teetered out at the end there. I teetered out. I, I was thinking the problem is I was thinking about I, I was thinking about what the hell to say. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know what to say in the beginning, uh, but you know I, I think I'm onto something there. It's inclusive. You know, I like that. It's, you know, it's 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 a wrestling thing. It's a pop. And I'm hyping our, our podcast up to our wonderful viewers on YouTube, our wonderful listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever they're listening to this today. Be sure to hit that like button, guys. Help out the algorithm. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Also, head on over to www.youtube.com forward slash Real Take Sports if you're listening on audio to the podcast. Trevor, what a weekend in pro wrestling it was because we had extreme rules. We had uh, some news come out about uh, a five-star rating for a match that did not take place in WWE or New Japan for that matter. Um, Also, some news from the upcoming WWE draft. And Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com was very busy, dropped some bombshell stories about the WWE-Fox relationship, as well as the uh, original plans for Adam Cole, baby, uh, for his main roster run before he ended up leaving and signing with AEW. But uh, how are you doing, Trevor? Um, What do you like in pro wrestling? Let's start with the positives. What do you like in pro wrestling right now that's not AEW? (laughs) Oh man, like it's. I feel like every weekend now, I check my uh, my feeds and I see Matt Cardona doing something absolutely ridiculous or awesome, and I absolutely love it. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Matt Cardona. I loved his run in WWE, even though it sucked. Um, <laughs> but um, I like him. I just like the character. You know, Long Island Ice I loved it. Zack Ryder was awesome. And he's doing a lot with Game Changer Wrestling right now. He's doing a lot with um, Impact, too. He's not doing it. Um, and it, I love I love evil Matt Cardona. I love heel Matt Cardona. It's the funniest. It, it's some of the best TV possible right now. I, I, I'm enjoying that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love that. I love this. Rea- he had a tweet where he reacted to to uh, John Moxley, like cashing in whatever or, or, oh, or yeah, taking yeah. the GCW title. And, and he was just trolling everybody. It was He's amazing. He's amazing. He's a, that, that's a guy who knows what he wants to do and knows how to get a reaction out of people and stay relevant. And in wrestling and in, in, in any medium where you have to build a brand, he that, that's exactly what you got to do. So big ups to my boy, Matt Cardona. Taz, oh my god big ups to taz too man <laughs> cutting up cutting promos on people that weren't even saying shit to him you remember, you remember that I, we're late on this one I, I, we'll get to the show i promise you we'll get to the show but we're late on this one you remember when taz cut a promo on cm punk claiming oh, yeah. that he claiming that cm punk mentioned hobbs and yeah. ricky starks even though cm punk didn't even mention like anything about like, uh, like he had legit confusion he was like what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> who did this? Uh, uh, Taz, you're not that old, man. Come on. 
Come on. ECW wasn't that long ago. Come on now. <laughs> Although I will say this, uh, SP3 from the True Heel Heat podcast, uh, I, I was in his comment section, and he, he was he was putting over Hook on his show. And I was in the comment section, and I was like, man, you know, I love Hook, man. We're all – shout out to all the hookers out there. Shout out to all the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get <laughs> – Let's get started with the show. That's a that's an amazing transition to the We're show. We're already going downhill. Uh, <laughs> that that you know, wouldn't have it any other way, my friend. Anyway, let's talk about Extreme Rules. What a night it was of wrestling, and what a confusing ending it was to Extreme Rules. We'll talk about the ending in just a second. But so Extreme Rules, Liv Morgan defeated Carmella, New Day, and Big E. So so here's the thing: New Day had a match, right? That was announced. The like right in the middle of the pre-show, so yep. there's no build to your WWE champion in Big E uh, being built up to the show. There was no build at all. He just had a match out of nowhere. Um, so that was interesting. So New Day went over Bobby, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. The Usos successfully defended their WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits in a match where I thought the Street Profits looked really good, a lot better than they have on yeah, TV recently. Did. Uh, Montez Ford, man, that kid's a that kid's gonna be a kid. He's like he's like a few years older than me. That guy's gonna be a star <laughs> one day. Um, uh, I I can't wait for that mixed tag team match they they end up doing with uh, him and Bianca, and then um uh uh, uh Naomi and um I think Usos and one of the Usos, which, whichever <laughs> whichever one's the correct one. I don't think it's I think it's Jimmy. I don't think it's main event Jay. I don't I, I don't no, know. No, I think wrong. it's Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy. Yeah. I might be wrong. Um, anyway, main event Jay Uso, man. I love I loved that gimmick. He's main event Jay Uso. Anyway, Charlotte Flair also defeated Alexa Bliss and afterwards destroyed, yes, destroyed Lily the doll. And afterwards, Alexa threw a temper tantrum. She was very upset about it. She was crying. And then Kevin Dunn, right on cue, did a close-up of Alexa swallowing an Alka-Seltzer. It makes make yeah. it look like she was foaming from the mouth, but you could see the pill. It was, it was, it was not terrible. great. For a company that loves camera cuts, you're telling me they couldn't cut away from that once? Dude, I saw it like three times, and I'm like, what the fuck? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. The wrestling in the first half – actually, the wrestling overall in this pay-per-view was great. The the in-ring work was amazing. And especially the first, like, three matches, I really loved – I really loved the first three matches. Even Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss, I thought was – they worked. They got the crowd into it. They worked. They got me into it. They're good workers. It's just – the gimmicks that they've been doing, portraying so far, I, I'm not great. I'm not big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damian Priest successfully defended his WWE U- United States Championship uh, against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Fun match here. Uh, there were a lot of false finishes where you genuinely thought there was one point where I thought Jeff Hardy actually had it won. They worked me. Um, me too. Some slipping in this match, though. Some A few botches happens, uh, but... Well, what did you think about this and and them keeping pretty strong? I, I thought the match was good. Like overall, I mean, I thought it was a strong enough match to be like, oh, botches happen. You know, what I mean, like it is what it is. But um, they they kept pretty strong. They kept the match up. I, good job on both of them, all three of them. I should say. Yeah, good job on all three of them. Uh, Sheamus, man, solid worker. The, never has a bad yeah. match. I swear. Love, love Sheamus. Love Shamo. Love Shamo. Shamo. Fella. Fella. Um, all right, and in our penultimate match, Becky Lynch successfully defended her her 
successfully defended is a is a loose term. Um, th- that so Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship ended in a no contest after disqualification occurred. Becky Lynch obviously retained, but the big news out of this was the return of. The legit boss, Sasha Banks. So, Sasha Banks came in, just out of nowhere, attacked Bianca Belair. And here's the thing. I would not have minded this, right? Right. If we had not just seen a 16-minute match that was building up to an ending. All for that to just have, oh, well, disqualification. (laughs) (laughs) See you at Saudi Mania. 24 or whatever it's gonna be like i i i that's the problem i have with this company i feel like they think they're protecting you know bianca and sasha or bianca and and becky but the problem is it's just making it it's just making it mean nothing nothing matters and and it's just it's just not accomplishing anything put someone over it's okay it's okay to put someone over clean when when they're two of the best right now i don't there was a lot of instances of 50-50 bookings that make sense. Yeah, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like you said, that, and it was a pretty good match, too. It wasn't like it was like a faulty match or anything like that. It was actually a pretty good match. But you're like, I mean, it's 60 minutes long. Like, okay, why why won't it be a finish? I mean, like you said, if this happened, like, earlier on, I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm actually okay with the way it happened. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't – it makes Bianca not look weak and, you know – Whatever, and she didn't get the pin. But still, like, you could have did it earlier. Yeah, exactly. Well, Trevor, you talked about a finish. Oh, you want a finish, pal. I'll give you a finish. I'll give you a finish. The finish of this pay-per-view was one very, very controversial (laughs) thing. Uh, So Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Ended in some controversy amongst fans, especially. So the so this was a great match. The first, I want to say, fifteen or so minutes of this match were amazing because we saw we saw these two like really pelt each other with very stiff, uh, cha- uh, not only chair shots but also shots with the cane. Um, oh, I did, I wasn't a big fan of Finn Balor pulling out the big old uh, uh, like five canes taped up together, oh, but yeah. hey. Yeah, it, that's what it was. But I thought it was great. They fought to the crowd. They played to the crowd. Roman uh, wore a mask out out in the audience. A lot of people said that was to get heat, and I think it was just something that was that was one to get. I mean, it, well, I think it was indirectly to get heat because he is immunocompromised. He's in remission, so that's a reason for him probably to wear a mask. Um, anyway, Usos get involved very late. That's one thing I noticed. And then in the ending, we see. Uh, Ballard take out both the Usos, and then uh, finally Roman spears Finn through the barricade. Everyone's down, and then Trevor, we we hear a heartbeat. Yes, we hear a heartbeat around the arena. The lights turn red, and then we see Finn Balor, the demon, start flopping. And apparently that was supposed to be his heartbeat. It was not timed as much, but it, uh, that he starts flopping, right? And 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 then we and then out of nowhere the lights are red. There's fog coming up, and then 
His music plays. He gets up the biggest Hulk up, Hulk up of all time. Finn Balor, the demon, gets up, puts Roman Reigns through a table, looking like a big, the biggest comeback. If, if you're anyone who's played WWE 2K, I've ever seen. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was some WWE 2K shit. That's what that's what it felt like to me. So Balor gets up. Balor is tearing through Reigns. He sets him up for the coup de gras, and then. We see one of the most underwhelming things ever happen. The ropes break. Balor goes down. He starts selling his knee. The lights turn on. The fog goes away. Roman hits a spear. I literally called it on cue as it was happening. Yeah. One, two, three. Roman retains. Trevor, who booked this shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody that owe somebody money apparently um this dude what the fuck <laughs> i mean that's all i can say like i swear it's an old attitude people say like you give a good bucket of milk and you kick it over and i swear that's what fucking wwe does they give good matches great matches then you know what we haven't fucked up enough today let's just kick that shit over and that's exactly what they do like what was that and I don't, I don't care. I've heard people in the comments saying, "Oh," in different comment sections, say, "Oh, you, you, you don't understand character build up." Blah 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 blah. It's for cinematic, and the way they did it, character was build up. This came out of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> like, they debuted the demon a week before, and then said, "Oh, the demon's gonna be wrestling." Exactly. <laughs> and since when has the demon died in the ring and then it was resurrected? That's something new. <laughs> but it's. But again, if you do something like that, in my book, he should be the champion. But if you're not going to, if you're not going to do this big, if you're going to do this big spectacle and pretty much build the fiend, up, I mean, the, not the fiend, sorry, the de demon up and make him like Hulk, pretty much like you use Hulk out, he shouldn't win the fucking belt, right? No, 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 not today. We gotta swerve <laughs> you one more time, man. We gotta swerve <laughs> you one more time. <laughs> Like, oh my god people who who enjoyed this and thought this was brilliant you need to seek love because i don't think you're loved enough that's what i think it is <laughs> seek love please but don't seek it from us because you won't get any from us no. uh, this was this was great match i loved it this was going to be like yeah, a four-star match. match like i really enjoyed the match and then the ending just it was it was just terrible. There was a there were a lot of people though who and this is the only thing the only thing that can save this ending is if they call back to a backlash two thousand six when God made his a, a WWE debut in the yeah. ring. That's the only thing because Trevor, who would who else who better to take out a demon than God? So if the, if the so if the story is that God is the one who took out Finn Balor and made this rope miraculously break after mind you you had Damian Priest, Sheamus, all of these big guy big E do spots on top of the rope and nothing happened but Finn Balor like a 180 pound guy it just breaks anyway but if God is the reason that these rope breaks and God wanted to take out the demon and then and we saw afterwards Roman Reigns pointing up to the heavens above and, and Paul Heyman looking up to the heavens above. Man, I'm telling you, that would save this. That would save this. It would this save it. it. I mean, 
it it would it'd be sad that it saved it, but it's, it would save it. <laughs> it would not save it. Actually, there's nothing. There's not much you can do to save this. That was just. It was dumb. You, you know what? Someone someone equated this right. Someone was like, "This was kind. This kind of reminded me of AEW Revolution uh, when at the ending of AEW Revolution, how flat that was." Oh yeah. And I'll th- I'll say this. I'll say this. It was not as disappointing, in my opinion, as 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 the ending of AEW Revolution. Because no, it was that was, but it wasn't as disappointing. No. Yeah, it wasn't as disappointing. But I, what I will say, Trevor, is that it was pretty bad, and and the and the only thing I can say is that at least AEW's botch, at least their big botch, wasn't on purpose. <laughs> this no, was planned. This was the plan. <laughs> The AEW, they just didn't test it out. That was still a problem, but th- this was their plan. Like, it's still funny. Just thinking about it, it's still funny. Is it funny though? I, I mean, actually, no, it's I'm, hilarious. I'm no, I, I'm, 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 no, I'm joking. This is fucking hilarious. It's, <laughs> like, like, it's, it's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, Trevor, overall thoughts of Extreme Rules. Uh, B minus. It was it was a solid A minus pay per view, or sorry, I'll say B plus A minus pay per view, yeah, up until the last last like few minutes. That 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 C C plus Vince, yeah, you get a okay. C plus. Yeah, I can C see that. Plus. I can see that. Combined with the uh, with the Sasha Banks spot too. Ah, yeah. No, I just you could they could have waited. And the thing was, it, it doesn't make that sense. Bad. It, did, it wasn't that bad. It just didn't make sense. Like you said, it wasn't. That, it just didn't make sense. Makes no damn sense. Why is Sasha Banks returning to attack Bianca Belair? She should be going after Becky Lynch, the person who took her spot at SummerSlam for the title. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking too logically. So think about who we're dealing with here, Trevor. Think about the company we're dealing with. <laughs> we're not dealing with smart people. <laughs> we are, we're dealing with something else. Anyway, um, guys, if you haven't already, please hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Got daily videos. Also, be sure to ha- head on over to patreon.com forward slash real take sports to get some exclusive content. I'm dropping some exclusive content there starting this week that's not going to be available on the YouTube channel for months from now. So check out those videos, patreon.com forward slash real take sports. Join the $5 a month or above tier in order to get that. Before we move on officially to our next topic, let's read out some of these chats because uh, chat's been busy. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, please hit that. Please sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. We got some questions, some statements, a lot of stuff here to cover, Trevor. Let's get to it. Look, Since he says, what do you all think of my new profile picture? And it is uh, Pepe the Frog. I'm assuming dressed as a Cincinnati Bengals pr- player. Love it, Cincy. Since he says, I'm an ROH type guy. So am I. I like ROH. I like ROH. Um, Ryan Woodridge asks, hi, bro. What's your thoughts on Monday Night Raw last night with Keith Bearcat Lee? <laughs> Keith Bearcat Lee, I like the ba- – I like – I don't hate the Bearcat thing because the Bearcat thing no. is a call-up uh, to Bearcat Wright, who was yeah. an amazing uh, performer, transcend, trans- transcendent performer, uh, especially in the African-American community. My only thing I'll say about that is I wish his name was – Bearcat Keith Lee instead of Keith Bearcat Lee. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a little too much. Anyway, 
Uh, Sophia NYC says, Wyndham's new name in AEW is Wyndham Wyatt. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. I like Ooh. that. I like it. Wyndham Wyatt. Hell yeah. The, the new Wyatt family. Oh, right. <laughs> love, love that. Uh, they got to have the demons come back in WWE Take 2K22. Absolutely. Sophia says, I think Leo, Leo Rush will be signed by AEW. I think he already has an agreement uh, to an extent with AEW. Yeah, he, he retired, though, didn't he? No, he's coming back. Uh, oh, okay. Sophia also says, everyone thinks Wyndham is WWE Bond because of CW Wrestling. Uh, okay. Uh, Ryan Woodridge asks, hi, bro. Will Goldberg have his son team up? Uh, <laughs> will Goldberg have his son team up with his dad against Bobby Lashley and his manager? Uh, no, I, considering the fact that uh, uh, his son is like 16. By the way, still don't know how that kid is 16. He's way jacked than I will ever be. Dude, exactly. Uh, but yeah, he's 16. Give it a year or two. Uh, Bray Wyatt will never come back, says Sophia. She sounds very adamant about this. Wyndham Wyatt is signed by AEW. I don't know if he's signed yet. We'll talk about we'll talk about Wyatt in in, in a little bit on this show. We will talk about Wyatt. Uh, she also says Extreme Rules is solid. One point. Why Liv Morgan isn't getting pushed yet? I don't know. They built up the yes. entire summer. It was the summer of Morgan. Her being the whole story leading up to Money in the Bank should have had her wedding. And then they didn't, and then they just didn't do anything with her. I don't know. I, I I I wish they would. I like Liv Morgan. And finally, Ryan Woodridge asks, Hi, bro. What are your thoughts on Bliss taking time off from WWE? I love Alexa Bliss, no. and I hope she takes time off and she comes back as Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, so guys, thank you for your questions. Keep them coming. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Help out the algorithm. Help more people see this podcast. And if you ever want to listen to it on Spotify or wherever you want to listen to it, be sure to head on over. We'll take Russell Talk over there. Anyway, let's move on and talk about the WWE draft. So Trevor, the WWE draft. And by the way, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Remember when I said I, I, uh, I, I had something to talk to you about? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So the WWE draft kicks off this week on Friday Night SmackDown live from Baltimore, Maryland. Right there, baby. Um, and it is going. that's going to be the first night of the draft. And the following Monday, we'll have another night of the draft on Raw. So there's a lot of big names rumored to potentially move. Uh, there's And I think WWE is at a point where they kind of could use a shakeup. I, we've seen rematches after rematches after rematches yeah. on Raw. And it's getting very redundant. Raw especially needs some more depth, I, I think, than SmackDown does at this point. But, Trevor, who are you think are some big names that could potentially change brands uh, this week? And who yeah, should? I, I think Edge could be one. I think really? Edge could be one to uh, Raw. Um, but I also believe if Edge comes, he needs more competition because I don't think there's a whole lot of competition on Raw for him. Um, and I also believe if, if Edge goes to Raw, I believe the Raw the Raw tag team champions go to SmackDown. Um, I think everyone is in, is sick of Randy Orton and um, Edge <laughs> at this point. Um, actually, believe it or not, I actually could see a um, a Edge versus uh, uh, the original Bro. That would be a good match. I think. I that think it would be, be a, a, a very good match. Um, I could also see, um, I could see, who else? Uh, SmackDown has a lot of a lot of uh, talent that could possibly switch over to Raw. Um, 
the Street Profits could switch over to Raw. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the Street Profits, I, I think there's rumors that they want to break them up after watching Extreme Rules. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Put they them on Raw well no. and let them compete for the tag team titles against Riddle and Orton. Those would be some amazing matches. Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I, like you said before, Montez, Jordan, those, those kids can wrestle. Yeah, and absolutely. I feel a lot younger than me. But those guys, those guys can wrestle, definitely. One name I'll, I'll say, and, and it's interesting considering what he just did on Raw this past week. One name I, I'll say that could that I could see actually switching from Raw to SmackDown and makes a lot of sense is Drew McIntyre. I, yeah. think Drew, I think Drew McIntyre, he's been on Raw for a while. He was a champion there for throughout the pandemic. I think his kind of path on Raw has played its course. And yeah. he's and he for me is a guy who could change brands. It would be a little bit of a shock, I think. It would it would be fresh, you know. It's and it, it and him versus Roman Reigns. If I was you gonna want, say, you imagine those matchups cuz those yeah, matchups him would be amazing. You want you want a good face challenger for Roman Reigns who actually comes across as a threat, who comes across as someone legitimately who could beat him. There is there's not a lot of people better in WWE other than uh, Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre he would provide some fresh matchups for SmackDown. Hopefully they book it to actually have fresh matchups and get instead of just doing rematch after 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 rematch. It's the same thing every fucking week. Every fucking week. But no. Another one I wouldn't mind seeing is Sami Zayn. I wouldn't mind seeing Sami on Raw. Is Sami Zayn on SmackDown? He was. I don't know if he still is. <laughs> the more you know, I, the, oh, he was on SmackDown. I because I remember he brought out. Uh, remember when he brought out Trey Young? What what in Madison yes. Square Garden? What a heel! What a heel! Trey Hunt Young, and also he brought out. Uh, he was out there with Logan Paul one point too, right? Or was it yes, Jake? yes. His 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 best friend Logan Paul. When 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 that that was the uh, the the first incarnation of Dancing Sammy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love dancing, Sammy. I love man. dancing, Sammy. Sammy Zayn, man, a winner is you. He 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 deserves everything, and he also deserves to be all elite when this is all over. Please go to AEW. <laughs> Please, that, that's like there's a lot. I know, I know, I know. We're like we're really beating the dead horse in the ground as far as people we want to see go to AEW. Actually, this is a good exercise since we're talking about the WWE draft. Let's talk about the draft. Who okay? Name one person in AEW that you would like to see in WWE, and vice versa. Name one person in WWE you'd like to see in AEW. Huh? Um, ah, yes. That's a tough one. That's mm-hmm. a tough. One. You know what? Um, I'll say I'll only say this because I think his mic work needs a little work, and I think he'll get more time mic wise. In like SmackDown or Raw, um, the uh, FTW champion. Oh, Ricky Stark! Yo, actually, Ricky Starks to WWE. That would be interesting. Vince would Vince would like Ricky Starks. I think. Yeah, I think I think Vince would like Ricky. I think honestly, he might try to make Ricky a little bigger. Honestly, but I or he might I, try to shave his head and change his name <laughs> to The Rock too. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think Ricky on, on, on WWE would, would make a lot of sense, honestly. Someone literally just said in the chat, Bliss to AEW is like my number one yeah, draft pick. My yeah, yeah. number yeah. one draft pick. That wasn't Alexa who I was going to pick, but 
it it that makes perfect sense. It I was is, actually it, saying and the thing is the thing is Cody Rhodes is on record saying like if he could pick one person, one person from WWE and just plant them in AEW, out of everyone, it would be Alexa Bliss. Because not yeah. only would that would that really solidify the women's division. Absolutely. She's also just so good. She is. Yes. She's, she's I, I, I truly, I, I think WWE know that she's really good and know that how great she is. But I, but, but or know that she is great, but I don't think they know exactly how great she is. She is. I don't like, think they know what to do with her. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think they know what to do with her at all. Like, and I feel the same way for Rhea Ripley. I don't think they know what to do with Rhea Ripley at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, could you imagine those matches that Alexa Blisto could have in AEW? Chris Statlander, Ruby uh, uh, Soho, Soho. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Alexa Our, Bliss. Yo, Alexa Bliss and Thunder Rosa would be amazing. Uh, that's that's amazing. Sell, that's selling out buildings, baby. <laughs> you know it. Uh, but yeah, WWE draft coming up. Anything else on the draft? Uh, I got a question for you. Uh, are you excited for the draft? I'm I'm curious for the draft. I won't necessarily You're say cute, I'm, curious. I won't okay. necessarily say excited. Um, it and I'm not. That doesn't mean that I'm not excited, but I am very curious. I I want to see, like you said, mentioned earlier, if this actually helps the brand. You know what I mean? If this actually spices things up and changes it in a way, in a positive way. Here, yeah. Here's what I'll say. Raw definitely needs it. Raw 100% needs this oh, yeah. way more than SmackDown. They need well, a complete overhaul. Well, Raw also needs to like stop writing shitty storylines. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep it going. Um, let's keep it going, guys. If you haven't already, please hit that like button. Help out the algorithm. Help more people see this video. Like us. Uh, if you're on, listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review as well. Help us out there. Uh, we'll get to questions right after this next uh, topic that we're talking about because Trevor, Seth freaking Rollins the drip god was on uh broken skull sessions so seth rollins was on broken skull sessions and he was talking about how after that 2019 hell in a cell match with bray wyatt we all know the one where the lights were uh turned red they were basically off you couldn't see anything and then we had that really weird ending where there was a disqualification in the hell in a cell match so rollins was on broken skull sessions and he said the following quote my vision for the match uh, was going to be a lot different than what we had to go out there and do. We went out there and did what we were told to do to the best of our ability. Obviously, as it was ongoing, I felt you watch it back. It's boo booze piled up on booze, piled up on booze. And at the end of it, the reaction was the audience didn't get the result they wanted. That's really tough to pull up. That's a really tough pill to swallow. He also goes on to say that things happen for a reason. They happen the way they're supposed to happen. It was what it was. But here we are, where we are, uh, where we are now doesn't exist without that match. I'm po I'm putting a positive spin on it. Uh, I came, and then he goes on to say this. This is the most shocking thing, or uh, what uh, some people are shocked by. I'm I'm not really shocked by it. I came through the curtain, and I was ready to strangle Vince McMahon. He also goes on to say that he, apparently uh, T.J. Wilson uh, had Tyson Kidd had to hold him back because he he was he was just staring a hole through Vince. He was when he came back through the curtain so again I, I think this is kind of showing this different side of things because you don't really hear people in wwe kind of criticize recent uh storyline debacles like this one was uh to this extent so what do you think about seth rollins coming out and, and criticizing 
th- this match uh, that happened very fairly recently and that we all know was terrible. Um, Nick, good on him though. I mean, like, because you would think you wouldn't really talk about it, but good on him to like to be, be able to be honest about it and you know and just come out come out and talk about something that could have ruined his career. Um, this, I mean, this, this, this was bad. This was pretty fucking bad. I mean, <laughs> like, this is quite possibly one of the worst matches I've seen in a long time. And it was, and like, I can understand this frustration. Like, you, it's, it's like anything. If you have a vision for it and it's pretty much like thrown aside and you're like, and your vision is like re- replaced for this bargain basement vision, like, you're like, this match could have been so much better. It could have been something more. And then you turn, you turn my vision into this. Like you took uh, uh, filet mignon and made fucking hot dogs and and beans out of it. it it's yeah, yeah. You you, you you took filet mignon and you put out the free menu at Dewdrop on Mondays. That's what, <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they did. And you took a giant shit on the plate and said, "Hey, here's a go." Like it's, but yeah, I, I can completely understand his frustrations. I'm, and I'm to be honest with you, I'm not really shocked by it. It through the years you've heard so many stories about some of the wrestlers almost whooping Vince's ass. It it's I'm used to it at this point. Look, I mean Seth Rollins was not the only person who wanted to strangle Vince. I think there were a lot of fans who probably would say the same thing after right. that. I mean he, he was right to be frustrated and angry with Vince McMahon because at the end of the day he's the person who signs off on these things and right. You kind of knew if if that was what the finish was going in, you kind of knew that that's how it was going to be bad. And apparently, Vince was backstage laughing afterwards because he he was just and it was like one of those things where he was like, "Ha ha, well, you know, it ha- it happens, pal." And he was laughing about it. So if I'm Seth Rollins, I'm coming through the curtain. I see you that I'm I'm of course I'm going to be pissed after, especially after I got, just got booed out of the building in the main event of a Hell in a exactly. Cell match. So uh, knowing that uh, and and knowing that at that point, dude, his his fa- any chance of him having a face run at that point was just shot. He oh, had shot to be healed. He yeah. had to be healed. And you know, it was a blessing in disguise in a, in a certain way, but it shouldn't have happened to begin with. You don't need we don't need bad stuff in wrestling. It doesn't need to happen. Um, but what I'll say this: what is shocking to me is the fact that Seth Rollins is one of the most like WWE friendly, like company friendly guys that WWE has, and he's taken shots at other companies. He's known to not criticize WWE very outwardly, and he said that he has a few years left on his contract. So there's no this isn't one of those things where Seth Rollins is leaving WWE. That's not what's happening here. Uh, it's one of those things. He's just talking to Austin, venting his frustrations a little bit, telling the truth. And it, it was surprising, though, to hear him be that candid, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's one thing he's always been is honest. He's always been honest. Even even if his days in ROH, he's always been honest. Oh, yeah. He's always been honest, especially when he's telling Will Ospreay, I have more money in my bank account than you'll ever have. Like, like that, like, <laughs> like doing dirtbag stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really honest that's about it. Dirtbag shit. <laughs> just like, uh, I'm, uh, you broke, broke indie, darling. <laughs> like, that was you. I didn't say like, he was nice. I said he was honest. This is the- oh, like, 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 like <laughs> hey, Tyler Black, that was you like three years ago. Come on now. Come on now, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> T- Tyler. T-Mart. T-Mart. <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Rollins, eh, good on him. Sure, why not? Why? Hey, why the hell not? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, anything? Anything else? Uh, I'll say this: Was the Finn Balor ending the the Extreme Rules twenty twenty one ending worse in your opinion, or uh, just as bad, or, or which one was better or worse? So here's the thing: I not taking anything away from Seth Rollins or uh, Bray Wyatt. I I just didn't think that match was as good as the Finn and um, Roman Reigns match. Oh, because because at least the Finn and Roman Reigns match had the lights on for, for the, the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> I mean, like, like I, I'm sorry, was, I'll let you finish. But no, the no, aesthetics, no, the please, aesthetics, go ahead, yeah, please. you dim the lights for the crowd so there's no residual lights. You put a very dark, bright red light in, and all we're seeing at home, especially, is a very like bright red cage. You couldn't see. And you shit. had those two things. You couldn't see anything. You're you're di- you're disillusioned, man. Like like or or whatever. It was you're because I didn't know what was going on for, for a long time. I didn't know if they were even had started the match. Honestly, if you pay attention to the commentary, you can you can tell. But other than that, you can't tell in, in, in the other way. I was watching that and I thought it was like a, another beware a dog thing where the lights went out and that's all they could that's all they could do. Right. <laughs> I thought the lights went out and then they're like, oh, I guess I this is what the feed. Beware dog. That just sure did happen at that paper. Yeah, man. Yeah, beware dog. Be, beware of Vince, man. Beware of Vince and his shitty booking, please. Beware of it. But no, um, I don't think I don't think Finn Balor was as bad as that. I don't. No, Only because Balor. the match was better. Oh, match was much better and there was something at least there was a little bit of like it made a little bit of sense if Finn had won it makes no sense that he didn't but 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 we talked about this I told you that that we we both said it made no sense you're bringing the the demon back for to lose that's stupid god maybe are we wasting our time (laughs) (laughs) I just just had an epiphany I'm like Man, I could have been reading. I, I kind of feel like we book. are beating a dead horse. <laughs> I, I could have been reading a book instead of watching this. Paper. I could have been. Bro, I got. I could have been. It was a, was that? It was that a, that's a Boondocks thing, right? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, was like, yeah, yeah. it was like uh, when Stink Meter and Granddad were having a fight, and then like as Granddad's about to punch Stink Meter, it just pauses, and Huey goes, "You know, we could all be reading a book right now." That was me watching Extreme Bros. <laughs> like, like, you know, we could all be reading a book right now. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Oh, oh, it was so bad. But you know what's not bad? The comments, man. Oh, yes. Let, let's go through it. Hey, before we read these out, though, again, I'm going to remind you every time, be sure to hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. But hit that like button to help out the algorithm. Here we go. So we got um, Cincy Edits says Cody is a smart man. Damn right he is. The smartest man in pro wrestling, or one of them at least right now, because he knows exactly how to play the crowd, and he's playing it beautifully right now. We'll, we'll talk about Grand Slam in just a minute. Uh, she's better than WWE gives her credit for. That is CC talking about Alexa Bliss. Yep. Uh, Sophia says Liv Morgan AEW. Liv and Bliss are probably the most underrated characters in WWE right now. Uh, they are two of them. They I will say that. They are definitely they two of them. Two of them. Like, and that's no knock on them. It is literally there are just so many underrated people in, in WWE yeah, that are not being used. That I mean, it's like just, I mentioned earlier, Rhea Ripley is, is a talent that they're wasting. Since he says, me and Liam should be writing for Raw. You're definitely qualified. You're more qualified than the exactly. people that are currently writing it. CC says, I think Vince is having fun with Mandy on NXT. No comment. Um, <laughs> as CC says, 
uh stepped away from my phone okay i'm not gonna read that one uh that seems like a conversation that they're having in the chat but okay exactly that's cool <laughs> yeah um Let's... Maybe Seth would have knocked some sense in events. <laughs> Maybe Seth would have knocked some sense in events. Cincy, a winner is you, my guy. A winner yes. is you. Um, so let's see. And finally, Cincy says, where do y'all think Dewdrop is getting drafted? As far away from Eva Marie as possible. Yes. Yes. She needs to. She, I, I love Dewdrop. She's such an amazing talent. She's great. I, I just wish. Uh, I, I think her name, real name, is like what uh, Piper Nevin, right? I, I, I believe. Yeah, okay. Just drop the dewdrop name. Let her be herself. She's good. She's talented. Yeah. God damn it! I own people. God damn it! Pal. I own people. <laughs> I don't want him to have that name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's get to. I'm gonna. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna call this the Sean Ross Sap. Uh, uh, like quarter hour because the, the, we're just going to spend the next like two segments talking about uh, Fightful and and uh, some of the reports from them because Sean Rossap has been a busy, busy, busy bee. So let's talk about it. Uh, he, he uncovered some stuff about the WWE Fox relationship. So Sean Rossap from Fightful Select released an in-depth report on the current state of WWE and Fox's relationship. Fightful learned from one source that WWE's viewership numbers were disappointing when compared to what they what Fox were expecting. However, they did note that the pandemic was kind of used as an excuse and, and an understandable excuse because TV across the board was kind of down. Uh, one WWE, one Fox source rather stated that they were not over the moon about constantly having to promote an NBC product on and Peacock streaming platform uh, home to WWE's monthly pay-per-views because Fox, of course, competes with NBC. They compete with Peacock. Uh, uh, however, sources indicate that hasn't really been a problem due to WWE's talents receiving heavy promotion on other Fox programs in their run-up to SummerSlam last month. Report notes that the returns of John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch over the, over the past few months, all major stars and all going to SmackDown, have made Fox... Uh, feel like WWE is going above and beyond to stack their brand. So th 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 this report, a lot of people thought when it originally came out, it was going to be like, oh, my God, Fox hates for uh, WWE. And what it showed, though, I think was it it's a very it's kind of a bumpy road, this relationship between WWE and Fox. There were some lows in the in the beginning when the ratings were not as good. Because Remember, Fox is paying over, I think it's like a five or five year deal. They're paying a billion dollars for this. They are right. paying a lot of money for for WWE to be on network TV. So they weren't happy with the ratings originally. Um, and then, you know, now WWE is kind of trying to like, mend that relationship. And WWE has a reputation amongst a lot of corporations, amongst a lot of uh, of, of big businesses to, to be very difficult and, and strange to deal with sometimes, but that's the reputation they have. Anyway, but Trevor, what do you kind of take away from the, what we learned about the relationship between WWE and Fox? And do you think Fox fully trusts WWE? I don't think so. Not at this point. Um, it, I mean, and they, and they might. It, might. it could be something that's just to stir the pot, so to speak. But if I'm Fox, I wouldn't, tr I wouldn't have full trust in WWE because I mean the ratings are dropping the the I mean not so much for Smackdown but the ratings are dropping 
um, the product isn't as good as it was. What the, you know, you promised them a good product, you're not giving it, to, you're not delivering on it. Like, and again, the ratings are being you know, are being beaten. I, I I'd have an issue with it. I would because because of all the things I said, and plus the ticket sales aren't selling well. It's just it honestly seems like in certain instances that WWE is just dialing it in at this point. It doesn't really seem like they really care about their talent or really care about their storyline or their fans for that matter. It just really seems like they're dialing it in. Turn it up. Oh, sorry. I think so too. And and the other the other question I kind of had uh, off of that was, did, like, do you think that? So do you think that WWE or Fox might have run in some problems in the long term with WWE or actually not even that? Do, what do you think the state of WWE's TV deal is going to be afterwards? Do you think they're going to get like a similar amount of money for what they're getting now from Fox? Do you think they're going to renew? I, if they renew, I think it's going to be cheaper. I don't think it's going to be same the same price at all. I, I think their price tag is going to drop a lot. <clears throat> Maybe not a lot, but significantly. And what makes you say that, you think? Um, well, I mean, okay, so one, Fox is all Fox is a major, major uh primetime channel that they, they, they're competing for ratings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the ratings of of said company or said show are dropping and I'm investing all this money, like I'm kind of losing money. You know, you're not getting the right talent, you're not bringing the right people in, your ticket sales are dropping, like you're putting on pay-per-views like you just put on like it like i'm wasting money by investing this much in you and you're not bringing a a a a five-star product to to the table like is it is if i was a businessman i would literally look into that like look with a fine tooth comb and i might you know knock the price tag like a little bit i might not pay them as much see my thing is i i I mean i think I don't think Fox is going to be able to match what NBC is probably going to offer them. I think NBC is at a place with WWE. They got the Peacock deal. They have, um, you know, the US deal, USA deal, right. obviously. They had that history with WWE that, right. that for, for decades they've been working together. And I, I truly believe that WWE, when whenever their Fox deal is up, SmackDown is going to end up being on some USA or some uh, NBC property, whether it's exclusively on Peacock, whether it's uh, you know on NBC, like the, the channel, the the network channel. It, it, it's I think it's more likely to see that than them resigning with Fox at this point, or Fox yeah, resigning them. I, I I think Fox is at a point where. If they're going to pay a billion dollars for something, they probably could have gone out there and gotten hockey. They probably could have gone out there and gotten something that would have attracted more viewers uh, on a more consistent basis. And it, it's and it's not it's not a thing where you know I don't think WWE, I don't think WWE SmackDown especially is is doing terrible. They're not doing no bad. better yeah. They like they're they're consistently you know they're consistently doing well on Friday nights, but. The the thing is, they were they were doing so bad for a while, and the product has been so inconsistent that sometimes there's weeks people are tuning out. Recently, it's been good because you've had the flux of stars. But what happens when the when you ha- when you get into after the mania season, where right. you get that really that dead time, that dead time where we know WWE gets complacent, they get lazy because they're not being there's no competition with football, 
people yep. are more likely to watch their product. So that's what's going to be interesting to watch here. Uh, again, it's a prediction. Uh, big shout out to Sean Ross Epp from Fightful Select for for this report because it's something he was working on for a long time, and I think it showed. It displayed a lot of of what we kind of already knew. I, I think some people probably overplayed it that oh my god, Fox is gonna like try to get out of this deal. I don't think that was ever a real possibility. Like no. they they're paying money for it. They're not gonna try to get out of it. No, but no. yeah. But I mean, I mean, it, 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 to mention was the um, the uh, relationship NBC has with um, with WWE yeah. as well. They've they've been uh, they they've had a relationship since the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. late 80s, if I'm not mistaken, because they used to show like Saturday, Rumble, Saturday like, night's main event on uh, NBC. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I mean that that would totally make sense if you know if if they offered them a deal, that would make a lot of sense. NBC partnered with Vince McMahon to start a football uh, a football company, a football for uh, uh, league. Bro, thicker than blood. That relationship yeah. thicker than blood. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look that God, the, the X the XFL is also. I'm pretty sure the reason why the relationship why Raw ended up going to spike. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about that. Um. Anyway, guys. Um. So that's the deal on Fox. If you're listening on youtube guys hit that like button help out the algorithm as i wiggle my finger very oddly for those watching please help out the algorithm hit that like button subscribe to the channel for daily videos hit up patreon.com forward slash real take sports for exclusive content coming up this week i'm so excited to do that um i know i i'm i'm trying to get the energy big big energy big energy as we uh as we go into our next segment um let's talk about it let's talk about uh adam cole baby Oh, so Trevor, you're going to like this. So the original plans for Adam Cole on the main roster were revealed in a report from Fightful Select. Again, great reporting from Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, In an update, Fightful Select said that in early talks and pitches to bring Adam Cole to Raw or SmackDown, one of the ideas floated uh, to Cole himself was that he could cut his hair in order to establish a new look for himself. And we were told and they were told that Cole made it clear that he was not interested in doing that. He was not interested in cutting his hair. There was also a, uh, rumors that he might have to cut his hair bald. That's what they wanted to market him as, which oof uh that wasn't i don't believe that was in the fightful report but that was also a rumblings but uh also on top of that they wanted to change his name wwe also wanted to change his name so that the audience would not confuse him with smackdown's lead commentator michael cole who shares his last name um you know if if they gave him a bowl cut they could have he could have went out there and been like adam bow baby uh but yeah, Trevor. My only question, my only question <laughs> to you is: after after hearing that report, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, I can understand why you would change the man's name because you know what what Adam Cole to be confused with Michael Cole because they sound so much alike. <laughs> Dude, I swear, WWE gets dumber and dumber every time I hear something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest shit possible. Like, oh, but yeah, I, I mean, I heard a rumbling that uh, they tried to get him to change his gimmick, which is part of the reason why he why he walked. Um, and plus, AEW was awesome to offer him something, a chance to be back with his old buddies, old running mates, you know? So, 
I, I believe that, especially especially when I heard he was released, WWE had no chance of keeping him. They had no chance with with the all elite like pretty much scouting his ass after you know his contract was up and his girlfriend like come to the dark side you know like he was not going to, he was not going to sign no matter how much he tried to shave his head and make him look like an idiot he was not going and, and plus what what marketing are you doing by shaving his head or changing his name what like the hell is that. I'm Adam Bowl, baby. I'm I'm telling you, it's a winner. It's a winner amongst the demographic of people who have the bowl cuts. Joe Foster, big shout out to Joey. Happy birthday, by the way. Would love himself, Adam Bowl, baby. (laughs) Happy birthday, Joe. Uh, But yeah, no. Um, here's what I'll say about this. My my two, three, seven, whatever cents. Yeah, this was you don't you don't cut the dude's hair. That's what makes Adam Cole Adam Cole, baby. Don't do that. Uh-uh. And changing his name. How stupid. Okay, the only thing this proves that this report really proves because you can say, "Oh, well, you know, maybe the haircut, okay, give him a different look, give him a different edge." All right, there's a little justification or whatever for that. I understand that to an extent. There is no justification. The only thing for for a name change. The only thing I learned from this report was that WWE one hundred percent genuinely believes that everyone who watches their product is stupid. Oh, absolutely. They they truly believe that everyone who watches their product is an idiot moron who sits in his mom's or their mom's basement and 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 talks about it on wrestling. And by the way, for those watching, I'm not in my mom's basement. I am in my own room. I have my own person. Neither am I. So let me be clear on that. But no, I mean they. I, I truly, if you, if they truly believe that fans are going to somehow get the name of the commentator, the commentator the, who who's been there forever, Michael Cole, confused with Adam Cole, as if as if we would that there have been people who've had the same name before and it's not been a problem. Look at look at AEW. You got Adam Page, Ad, uh, Brian Gage, Brian Cage, Nick Gage, again, uh, uh, uh. All the age, out of all these other ages, like all these ages in in, in AEW, man, and like, so, uh, so I don't want to hear that uh, that you know somehow. Oh, well, people are gonna get confused, uh, get names confused. That doesn't happen. If you know someone who is a star, you know them. They're not gonna. No one's gonna think that he's Michael Cole's son. All right, like no. So is he related I, to Michael Cole? Stupid ass. Was he related even, to Michael Cole on NXT? No. No. <laughs> even, and I think the reason they're probably doing it is, oh, well, well goddammit, pal. Casual fans won't know. They won't know that he's not related. I'm like, bro, casual fans will take one look at both these guys and be like, they, actually, no, that, would, that wouldn't even cross their mind. They'd just be like, oh, dude, this Adam Cole dude is pretty cool. No right. one cares. Look, all respect to Michael Cole. If you don't watch wrestling, you're not going to care about Michael Cole's name if you haven't seen it before. You're going to be caring about who you're seeing in front of you, which is Adam Cole, baby. Like, not you Michael. You know why people assumed uh, Chris, uh, Brian Christopher was Jerry Lawler's son? Because he looked like he spit him out. He looked just like he looked, he, he looked like He looked like a little, <laughs> like a three-fourth scale model of Jerry the King Lawler. He, sure literally. Did. he looked just like the man. <laughs> like, it wasn't because of his name. Like, come on. Like, you, you, Grandmaster Sexay. He is totally related it's, to Jerry Lawler. Who's sexy, Brian Christopher? Rest in peace, my man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But I love. I just want to say this. Get this out there, man. 
go back and watch some Grandmaster Sex A moments. Jerry Lawler is amazing because like he'll be like he'll be he'll be tame for the for like a lot of the matches. As soon as his, as soon as his, it's either whenever Grandmaster Sex A or the Honky Tonk Man. The dude only marks out for his family. He's yeah. just like oh look at Grandmaster Sex A. Honky Tonk's like, his cousin or something, right? Honky Tonk's his cousin. He'd be like oh it's the Honky Tonk Man. Like <laughs> like putting him over. Get him, honky. <laughs> Like the only the only announcer has ever put the oh, honky tonk man over. It's amazing. Oh my amazing. god! Definitely, if you guys want to watch something, go watch some two sexy Brian Christopher um, matches. He was absolute money. Go, how about this? Go back and watch the two thousand Royal. Yeah, the two thousand Royal Rumble. Yeah, go back and watch that. You will get the ultimate Grandmaster Sex A moment. The the ultimate too cool moment. Uh, but yeah, uh, Trevor. Any final word on Adam Cole, his haircut, name change? That he's an AEW. It was stupid. Never again. <laughs> yeah, if I get it, somewhere backstage. Speaking of too cool, somewhere backstage, like someone asked, someone asked Vince, "It's like, why'd you do it? Why did you try to shave his head? I did it for the people. I did it. <laughs> I did it for the rock. The rock. I did it for the people." <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, uh, let's go to the chat real quick. Uh, uh, Any any WWE questions, guys? Ask them right now, so we get to them like right right now, because we're moving on to some other stuff in a little bit. Although you can ask WWE, you can ask whatever you guys want in the chat. I'm 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 being I don't know why I'm being a dick. Anyway, going to the chat. uh, uh, CC asks. Sophia said that about Vince. I don't know what she's referring to. Since he says Eva Marie is getting drafted to the Performance Center, no, again, uh, again, I am against this. I want Eva Marie's entire gimmick to be that she can't, can't wrestle. wrestle. It is amazing heat. I oh, want by her- the way, my brother yeah. saw, saw the show we did about that. He absolutely agrees with you. By the way, thank you. See, see, the, I am educating the masses. I am. Where's my? I should be uh, uh, with Damien. Sa- Silence. Damien Sandow, where start wearing a robe on the show. Silence, silence. You're welcome. <laughs> Amazing gimmick. Damien Sandow should have should have the intellectual savior of the masses should have been a world champion. Anyway, going back to the chat. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, not a lot. Uh, CC says, "Baby." Thumbs up, baby. Okay, cool. We saw that. Again, guys, keep the questions coming. Hit that like button. Help out the algorithm. Help more people see this video and the channel. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Trevor, uh, let's move on because this past week we saw Dark Side of the Ring, right? So last week we talked about about this one. Yeah, it's it's a very important one. Um, So... Dark Side of the Ring premiered an episode about the double life of Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon, of course, was a pro wrestler in the 90s. He ended 2000s. He went by the name Canyon. He went by the name Mortis, which was an awesome gimmick. One of the best mask gimmicks in one history. I think D- pretty sure DDP said that in the in the episode. And Canyon, so Canyon was a great worker. He was in WCW for a long time. Then he, when WCW got bought out, he went over to WWF, had some time in the indies as well. And he did all of this in an industry in in professional wrestling that was very masculine and at the time didn't have any openly gay wrestlers. And Canyon was 
himself, um, a homosexual who didn't really feel comfortable in that setting to be out. And he struggled with that. And this documentary chronicles that amongst his other struggles. We saw the sinister minister, uh, Dr. James yeah. Mitchell. Love him, by the way. Our Father James Mitchell made make an appearance talk. He was very close. They lived together for a while. DDP was in this documentary. And and it, it really showed the struggles he went through, the his, his issues with bipolar disorder, and really being a, an outcast at the end of the day from the industry. And, you know, the Young Bucks were also there. They learned from him. Um, uh, Brian Brian Cage also yep. made an appearance in here talking about how what what uh, Canyon meant to him. So Trevor, what did you kind of know going into this documentary and this episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and what did you learn? So, as you mentioned, I was a huge fan of Mortis. Mortis. It was back in those of you that don't know who Mortis was. Mortis. So WCW did this thing, and they used to do gimmicks sometimes, where they did, like, Mortal Kombat knockoffs. They had Glacier. He was Sub-Zero. And Mortis was their version of Scorpion, pretty much. And um, they had an amazing feud. And uh, Mortis was probably one of the best, if not the best, mass gimmick in WCW that I've seen in a long time. Like, it, it was awesome. It was a shame it took the mask off him, but it was awesome. Um, there were the one one of the things I didn't know. I didn't know that Cage and the Young Bucks were around around that time later in um, Kane's career when he, you know, toward the end of his career. I didn't know they were, you know, friends and didn't know they're close like that. Um, and looking back on some of his matches and things like that, just looking back on him like. Yo, he really influenced these guys. He really influenced them to to the the the, the point where they're saying his quotes. They're doing a lot of the move. A lot of the moves that Young Bucks do are based off of Canyon. Like, I, and I don't know if anyone actually realizes that, but yeah, like a lot of the like top rope stuff that he does. And by the way, this man was like six, what four or five, in like it and, and definitely a 200 pounder and flying like he was like 150 um he was an amazing athlete i didn't realize he he he, he um influenced them as much as he did like i know cage always says who who better he always comes out and says who better who better than cage and that's a direct quote from uh canyon who who better than canyon um man he was there was a lot that I did learn and a lot that I didn't know. I didn't know he was bipolar. I had no idea about that. That's something I didn't know. I knew he was homosexual. I knew he was gay. Um, I didn't know that he fought it as, as long as he did. But I, I did know he was gay. Yeah. And and the other the other big thing that, that was kind of a takeaway from this for me and, and what I learned was, you know, how – it's again one of those things that we we talked about in the in last week's episode of the plane ride from hell. One of those things you 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 hear and then you think about it for a second. You're just not surprised that right. you know he that he struggled with this, and you know there was still a stigma. It was the '90s. It, it was it wasn't as accepted as it is now. And and unfortunately for Canyon, he struggled. He had to struggle with that. Uh, you know and. We there, there was a few things that we, we talked about or that were that were talked about in the documentary. One of them was the Boy George incident 
in yeah. SmackDown 2003 when they had him return in a box as a present for The Undertaker. And Canyon came out, sung like Boy George, and apparently some allege it was a rib on him because of his uh, sexual orientation. And he just got battered by The Undertaker. And then he I don't even ri- remember the purpose of that. Like, just looking back on that segment, I don't even remember the purpose of it. It, it was something to do with Paul Heyman and the and the under and the Undertaker, but it didn't really accomplish anything. You're right, uh, but, but people saw that as a rib on him. Canyon took that as a rib on him, and he was later fired. So, uh, so there's like a few things that that you see he had to deal with, and you know it's not just that man. Like, I could could you imagine being in his position in that industry in that time? Like, like wait. We're, of course, more accepting now, or, or the industry, rather, is more accepting now than it has been. But, you know, it was a totally different business then. And, unfortunately, it's changed. But, um, anyway, but but the other thing that I took away from this was the – just the, his bouts of depression that – that were that were very eye opening for people. I think watched it and and what he went through. And I think you know if you're dealing with anything, you can go to Nami Communicate on uh, Twitter. Check them out, um, Nami.org. They are a great resource if you're dealing with mental health struggles. I, I highly encourage anyone dealing with those right now to get seek help, talk to a loved one, talk to a friend. Um, but. I will say this. My biggest takeaway for sure was and, – and one of the, I think – because Dark Side of the Ring usually always has like one prime like storyteller, I guess, yeah. uh, in, through the interview segment. James Mitchell's was by far the most yeah. impactful for me and the one I, I listened to more most intently because he had the most experience directly with Canyon and he had that relationship. And he talked about how Canyon would, would get – angry at him and this is his best friend in the world his his brother and start choking him and and how dr james or father james mitchell had to eventually get a gun and to try to protect himself and pull the gun on canyon and it it wasn't something he wanted to do but something he felt like he had to and that and you know at the end of the day he just wanted to help he like like, but they didn't know that's a part of the problem they didn't know i mean you know sometimes when you look back on situations you can like oh like he definitely was going through something, but like at, in, in the heat of the moment, you don't, you know, you don't know, you don't understand. Um, and I, and I feel, I feel bad for everyone involved because they all wanted to help him. They all were, even that guy whose name I can't remember, the ball headed gentleman that lived with him. He was also a wrestler. Um, he, he was talking about how, you know, like he would, he would see it. Like it was one time when he went off and like, and he, they had, they actually set him in his room, I believe, to let him cool down. You, you remember the, the part I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like because they knew he was going through something, but they didn't know exactly. Even he mentioned in in that particular statement that like you know he, he was he was had mental issues. He was like, hey, I have mental health issues, and you know, and, and especially back in the those days in business, a lot of people didn't go you know go see about him. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was. This one was somber, but it was also one of those that was also kind of what's the heartwarming because of the fact that ev- how everyone felt about it. You know what I mean? I I I I, I actually understand because I felt a similar way because I, I and and you know like it wasn't I guess heartwarming in the traditionals. It was I think it was fun to see in the end. 
the love that people had for Kanye right. because that's right. what really really showed out for me. You know, on top of all of the the, the stories about what he went through and all, all that, you saw that this was a guy who was loved by his friends who who and they accepted him. They like they accepted him for who he was. Even Brian Cage was talking about how he had his own he had his <laughs> own you know beliefs or or issues with 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 you know and, and prejudices about uh, gay people and the second that he realized oh this is canyon it all went out the window because yeah. he was directly affected by it. he could relate to it now and and you know that's how we learn and grow i think as people and yeah. and so so you saw the love you saw the real love people have for canyon and it just makes it so much more tragic that at the end of his life in 2010 he took his own life um and and that was it was the and it was the end of someone who had a very great career. I thought, like especially in WCW in the in the '90s, man, Canyon was he was always there. He was someone and, you look forward to seeing too. Like when I whenever I'm I'm currently in '99 right now. I'm like and I'm just like Canyon is like one of those people who I, I'm like, dude, this it's it's Canyon. Who better than Canyon? Like like I love seeing him. Um, I will say this too. There was one part of it that again I'm not saying that that he, you know, caused anything or, or or anything like that or he's to blame for what happened. But there's one thing that I, I that didn't sit well with me, and that's when Cena was on the Howard Stern show. John yeah. Cena was on the Howard Stern yeah, show. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And he talked about how Canyon wasn't fired because he was gay. Again, that's Spec up in the air. Like, that, that's speculation. Okay, we, we, we'll, we'll table that. But then he went on and said Canyon was never that good. And Canyon wasn't a good wrestler. He wasn't a good worker. And I just I thought that was so disingenuous because it's just not true. I thought that was such even a when, cheap shot, you know? Even when he was in WWE, he was good. Like, you can't say he wasn't a good worker. That's like the – you can say you can't cut a promo. Okay. You can say, you know, he, does he have charisma? Okay, you know what? No. But can he work? Oh, he can work. That, that's, not, that's a non-issue. I mean, to, to be honest, his his charisma and his um and his on the mic were probably the weakest part of of Canyon. But like even even with with the mic work, like that, it, and people can say what they want. That lisp is what really took him over. Honestly, I thought that that lisp and that heavy New York accent really is what really took Canyon, made Canyon Canyon. Because heavy New York accent, dude, it's on so heavy. Oh, you know, I'm gonna get you. He was from Rochester, right? Dude, he was, dude, he sounded like he was just, he sounded more like a New Yorker than Brooklyn Brawler did. And his name was Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> like, it was, it, and I mean, and but his, like you said, his mat work was impeccable. His, like I mean, come on! Why would anyone wrestle like him if he couldn't if he couldn't work? Like, why would people people who are wrestling he got people now, over? He got people over. Dude, I don't like, want, people who wrestle now use his moves. Like he got so the many young bucks. The young bucks, literally the two best, two of the best performers in the history of professional wrestling. He well, had one of his, his worst matches against Orlando Jordan and got Orlando Jordan over clean. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that I mean that's just that is what it is. That's not the whole point of this. But I thought that was, I thought that was disingenuous. I thought it was kind of shitty too, honestly. But that's just my opinion, and you know I'm gonna leave it at that. But yeah. 
Uh, last thing I'll ask you about this, you know, if there's like maybe like, you know just one big lesson that that we learned from watching this, or one thing we like big lesson, big takeaway from this. Always be you. Always be, be always be who you are, no matter no matter the outcome, no matter what you know where you are in life. Always be you because the fact of the matter is, even if you're high on top and being you may affect that. If you can't be you where you are, you don't need to be there. Absolutely, man, and yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Always be you and. Know that know that your friends, if they're really your friends, will be there for you. And oh, and yeah, absolutely. Um, who better than Canyon? Who better? Uh, oh, I used to say that when I was in class, when I was in school all the time, and got mm-hmm. in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> who better than Canyon? Um, but yeah, can't wait. Uh, glad they did this. Um, can't wait to see next week's episode on FMW. On FMW. Oh, I'm starting to like. Yes. I'm starting to just. That's gonna not, be a good one. I can't wait. Me get. Yeah. Um, who better than you? If you don't hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that <laughs> notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Guys, hit the like button. Help out the algorithm. Subscribe. Like I said, I've been saying like a maniac. Uh, we got uh, a lot of stuff in the chat here. Um, a lot of Tyler. Oh, oh, we got uh, stuff about Tyler Rex. Sophia oh. says their state should do a Tyler Rex Dark Side of the Ring story about him. Uh, sorry, uh, her being transgender. So for those who don't know, uh, Tyler Rex, a former WWE superstar uh, for a while, she actually came out as a transgender, uh, as a trans woman, and that was changed... a few months back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was fairly recently, from what I can remember. Uh, she changed her name to Gabby something. Um, Gabby Cuff, isn't it? I think, sir. Oh, oh yeah, it's in the chat. It's in the chat right here. Yeah, Gabby Cuff. Um, yeah, and, and I, Sophia and TC have been going back and forth in the chat about that, and that that's great. Yeah, I would love to see uh, her her story documented in some way. And I'm, that, that would be I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, be Sophia says Tyler Rex was a similar to Chris Canyon, but thankfully Rex didn't give up. He found or uh, she found a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 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 I agree with that 100 I mean, percent. People like Nala Rose wouldn't be here for if it wasn't for guys like Canyon and, and Rex. Tyler Rex, I'm, I mean. Yeah, because if for those that don't know, Nala Rose is transgender, and she she's been pretty uh, open about that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it, it just goes to show you, man, like how that how just accepting people for who they are in the industry, especially like for something as 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 something that matters so little as far as you know changing your opinion of a person, like uh, like 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 their orientation or 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 what they identify as, it, like. These are things that don't that don't matter. Like they, no. you are, you are as long as you are a good person. You 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 know intend on doing good to others. Nothing should matter. And there's some terrible people out there who want to make that a big deal and make and make those things you know define you in a in a bad way and make those things taboo. Absolutely, and 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 I can't stand that. Again, that's why I, whenever Undertaker came out and said, "Oh, well, back when men were men, in the, in back when the wrestling yeah, industry was better." No, the the wrestling industry, the less wrestling rock locker room, the wrestling, the boys, the quote unquote boys, are much better today than they've ever been. I'd rather have them playing video games with each other, talking about you know like basketball, or whatever, than you know going back and and 
back to the bar and, and, and drinking themselves to oblivion. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, exactly. I'm glad Trevor brought up Nyla Rose, says uh, Sophia in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, by the way, Nyla Rose, they're, they're coming out with a... Oh, we, we should actually talk about this. Uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit because they're coming out with a TBS title. Um, oh! Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Anyway, let's move on quickly and talk about AEW Grand Slam, Trevor. Big, big, big dream match, bro. Big oh dream God. match. I'm so... <sighs> let's talk it about was... it. Yeah, man. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. The dream match for the ages was at AEW Grand Slam. Got five stars from Dave Meltzer. Went to a time limit draw. This was... One of this was Brian Danielson's best match since he went over to WWE. Jim Cornette, who has hated everything to do with AEW for the yep. past two and a half years, Can't even stand. Jim Cornette, who watched this match, even he praised this as the best match in AEW history, said that Kenny Omega, who Cornette has been very critical of, stayed up with Brian and is great. He, even he couldn't deny the greatness of this moment. This is a match that I believe, and I think everyone else believed, lived up to the hype and honestly exceeded the expectations that were set for it because they were really high. Trevor, what did you think of this match? What do you think of Jim Cornette's comments uh, saying how great this was? I'm surprised Jim Cornette didn't, didn't like, explode after saying that because, like, he, he can't say anything nice about AEW. He hates AEW. And like, I'm sure it hurt him to his soul to say that. Um, but no, he, he's absolutely right though. Like I thought um, both wrestlers did an amazing job. I thought Brian shined a little brighter, but Kenny kept up with him. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was it was an amazing match. It was, it proved these are two of the best, best wrestlers right now. And that's saying a lot with Dan, uh, Brian Danielson having wrestled in a while. Like it, it was, it was a very, very entertaining. Even though there wasn't a winner, it's I honestly, I thought that was the best case scenario. Personally, I, I thought it set up something more later on down the line. It was a very good match. Both us, both uh, athletes should be very proud of themselves. Yeah, this I, I I remember watching this match and just being absolutely pissed when they went to commercial. I was I was so Dude, they I had no commercial break on this. <laughs> they, they I I look, I understand they had to and look, yeah. I'm fine with it whatever, but man oh man was I pissed when I when that when that commercial break came on because I watched that first like whatever 15 20 minute sequence they had and Trevor it, I was watching this and just being like this is exactly what I ex like. This is exactly what I expected from these two. Like that, there, because like usually when there's a dream match, you know, like there's a certain level of like disappointment, like, oh, well, you know, it, it was really good, but it, it was not as great as you could. This was built up to be the match of the century, and it felt like it. The it moment up. felt like it. The crowd was into it. it Brian, we saw Bri the. We saw the Brian that we knew existed in WWE but could never do the things he wanted to do. He kicked Omega's head in. He was rough. He was selling. The V-triggers Omega was giving to this guy. It was... I marked out... Tre Trevor, I'm not lying to you. 
this was my favorite match of all time. It's not the best match of all time or whatever. I understand. Your favorite match, yeah. But this is my favorite match because I've never been so excited. You know how much I love Daniel Bryan. You know how much I love Kenny Omega. I've never been so excited for a match. I've never been so happy in the beginning. Like, and I hate the spot where wrestlers like you know just pause for like three minutes and just look at the crowd. But I loved it. I was eating loved it up. It, it was, I loved it, and I loved how Brian just kicked it into it. They kept upping the ante. They kicked it yeah. into another gear, and just when you think they're in the full, they're in their full gear. Pardon the pun. They kicked ah. it into another gear. It was just. It showed exactly why why these two are the best in the world right now. It it was it was glorious to watch. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, fifty stars. I don't care. It it was great. No one can deny that. And one of the best spots of the match to me, in my opinion, one of my favorite spots was when Kenny went for the one wing angel and Daniel hit him with a uh, a Frankensteiner, a reverse Frankensteiner right on his freaking head. Like, oh, it was so, it was so, such a stiff match. I, I, I expected it to be stiff, but God damn. Dude, <laughs> and, and, and dude, yo, best, best thing about it, you know how pale Brian is? Those yeah. chop, those chops were dude, like, it looked like so it was like Those capillaries mm -hmm. came right to the surface. Oh my God, it was amazing. And the thing is, JR was on point. Excalibur was on point. The commentary was great during this match. It was great. It was absolutely it was, great. This was, this was this, AEW this was at its best. This was a great show, top to bottom. Great yeah. match, top to bottom. And the show was good, too. But the, this match was great, top to bottom. Commentary, storytelling-wise, action. It, it was just amazing. Yeah. Now, now, the other question is, Trevor, because there's a lot of people who want to see this kind of continue. Uh, do you go back to this match at full gear, or do you hold off on the rematch for a little while? You know, you could definitely do it at full grip. But if I was Tony Khan, I'd wait on it. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd definitely wait on it. Only because this is one of those things that you don't want to wear out. You, you, th This is magic in the ring. This is something you do not want to wear out. It's kind of like, in my opinion, if they did it like this, it would be, it would be just like, Sami Zayn and Chris and Kevin Owens. Mm. The Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens first time in the ring together is great. You should keep it just like that. You should not keep putting them in the ring and ruining what they create in that ring. And they create magic. They have great chemistry in the ring. Their matches are always money. But you shouldn't keep doing it. I think we had the thirty fifth one earlier this year. But with this, this is something that you should have once in a while. Absolutely. If you don't have it twice a year, that's fine. You have it just once a year, that's great. But this is something that you shouldn't run into the ground. I think that this is th – they should stop here for now, hold off on it, because the main reason why is I think you wait till Omega gets the title off of him. Because, yes. wait, look, I, and I'm not – I'm also not in favor of directly putting the title on Brian right now because I think he has to work his way up, and that that's kind of – I don't even think he needs the belt right now. To well, be yeah, but 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 eventually that's what he's going to go for. Yeah. But but I, I think you hold off on it until Omega gets the belt off of him. And I think you even give it a few months. I don't want to see these two touch again until uh, the buildup for double or nothing because yeah. this is a main event match without the belt. The belt, honestly, in this scenario, is almost like a crutch because it it, it puts that it, you know it, it puts that doubt on whether Brian can actually win. Are they going to take the belt off Omega? Probably not. So, 
you know, and especially with Adam Page looking like he's probably returning pretty soon. I think you, you, you finish that story out and then you build up to the rematch of Brian Daniels and Kenny Omega literally. And it could be the best match of all time. If they imagine an Iron Man match between these two. Oh, oh my God. They, oh, they God. go 60 minutes, 60 minute draw. And then go to overtime. That's what I want from this match. That's what I want from this. I got a question for you. You had one a couple earlier from me. I got a question for you. Other than Omega, in like not in this is a very vast question. Is um, who would you like to see Danielson wrestle besides Omega? Well, I mean, the n- number one person I want to see him wrestle, and this again, you hold off on this, I think, for an entire year. Number one is CM Punk. I want to see CM Punk versus. Brian I would Daniels love to in, see them. Yeah, in, I would love to see them definitely again in a proper way because what we saw in WWE was great at, mm-hmm. at, at, at Over the Limit 2012, but it, it, at, at, not in the main event. But um, but that is a main event match. Uh, CM Punk once said something that was uh, that I thought was very true. Punk and Brian are like Brett and Sean. They should be. They should be far apart, as far apart as possible. And then when you need a big money feud to build up to a pay-per-view, that's it right there. Punk and Brian, they're going to be magic every time. So he's number one on my list. Hold off on that. As far as immediate opponents, I want to see Adam Cole. I I think build up to Adam Cole. And I I think that makes more sense, too, because they're probably going to do Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus versus, uh, the Young Bucks. And then Adam Cole versus... uh, Brian Danielson makes more sense, and you know, and other than that, I want to see him wrestle Jungle Boy. I want to see him wrestle MJF. That feud, that that would be that was one I was thinking. MJF, him and MJF would be a great feud. Also, I think him and um, Sammy Guerrero would be a good one too. I want him versus Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix to me is is the the most fun to watch performer. In, really in, in the world right now. And, and he, I, I want to see him. He's a stiff, he's a stiff worker, too. Stiff, stiff son of a bitch. Penta, too. Pac. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, it's the New the, Japan. The, the, Okada. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. Yes. Forbidden. Oh, I forgot about Zack Sabre. Oh, yeah. he, oh, Zack Sabre Jr. hinted at it. He hinted yeah. at Brian. He hinted at Brian in a promo he cut uh, at a New Japan show. So, my guy. It, yeah, it's, it's the possibilities are endless and they're all amazing. That's the best yeah, part about AEW. That's a great thing. It's awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Um, amazing. Um, so yeah, we're gonna run through our last few topics. Um, sorry, we're going a little longer, Trevor, than I anticipated. But Dude, we'll. I'm having, uh, I'm having so much fun. It's fine. <laughs> you having fun on Tuesday night, tomorrow. Um. Anyway, let's uh, continue this AEW Love Fest. By the way, if you haven't already, please hit that like button, guys. Help out the algorithm. Subscribe if you haven't already for daily videos. And ask your questions in the chat as we keep going. I will answer those. We'll, a- we'll, a- uh, we'll answer. <laughs> I can't speak today. We will answer the last round of questions um, right at the end. So all your comments, all your questions, put them in the chat. We'll talk about them at the very end. Uh, so, Trevor. AEW is going to have their debut in Rochester. So the Rochester debut of AEW is coming up on Wednesday. And there's a lot of people who are clamoring for to see something happen with the Dark Order. Of course, this is Brody Lee's hometown. Brody Lee was once the leader of the Dark Order. And they've kind of been in in, in a weird spot recently where after Hangman Page left, after he got injured... Or, well, he's actually he's in real life. He's actually uh, seeing tending to his uh, his child. They just had a child, but he's off TV. 
and the Dark Order have been feuding a little bit. There's been the storyline running of who's going to bring them back together. People thought it was going to be Anna Jay. It doesn't look like Anna Jay is going to be the one. But it looks like this Rochester show is what they've been building it up to. As, as finally something's going to happen. Something's got to give with the Dark Order. Because it's been getting more and more intense as weeks go by. A lot of people are speculating that potentially we could see Bray, Bray Wyatt make his AEW debut. He's still Just on a ninth day, right? Note on that. So he's if he has a 90-day, which no one has been told that he doesn't have a 90-day, okay. then he can't show up to this show uh, legally. There's a possibility that he might have uh what's it called he might have waived the because like apparently he gets he gets paid for the 90 days so he might have waived the 90 day and if that's the case then he can show up legally but right, right. we don't know well, we, we really don't know we don't know and that's the, that's the big thing it looks like a, I'm, I'm gonna trust a lot of people like the the, the big reporters like sean ross happen and the like who said they haven't heard anything there's really no indication so what do you think about the potential for bray wyatt showing up on on wednesday it could be something big happening. It doesn't necessarily have to be Bray, but it would be awesome to have Bray there with his, in the hometown with his best friend. You know, it, it would would be awesome. Um, what? How much of a of a pop would it be to see Negative One there? You know, in his dad's hometown, and he'd be the voice of reason why they get back together. You know, what I mean, like it would. It, it's a bunch of things that they could do. Um, I think it's time to bring the culmination together. Like mm. both in the culminate though. But um, yeah, but uh, at this point, I honestly think it's up in air. It's mm. completely up in air. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not expecting him to show up. If he does, cool. I'm going to be, it's yeah, great. I'm going to be, I, I'm going to love Wyndham to show up. Uh, but, but I, again, I'm not expecting him. I don't, I, I, I feel like we would have found out or we would have there would have been something reported if he had waived that 90 day no compete. But again, he's been teasing stuff on Twitter. We don't yeah. know, man. He's a very secretive but I also guy. I feel like it would be closer to Halloween, too, though. Maybe, maybe. Well, it's it's close enough to October. Uh, well, it, AEW's also got like a weird schedule leading up to Halloween. Like they are going to be on Saturday <laughs> nights, Friday nights. They are yeah. they're all over the place over the, for the next month. But um, here's what I'll say. Um. The more likely scenario, and I think you'll probably agree with me, is that we've seen the return of Adam Page. I think that's, that's the I'm, more yeah. yeah, that's the more likely scenario, and he's the one to bring this group together because he's also the one that kind of led to their downfall or hey, them splitting up. Yeah. So he's honestly the most likely uh person to bring the Dark Order together. What do you think? I think so. Uh but do now would he would you just do it do it as him is Adam Cole? Would you, would you, I mean, I'm sorry, Adam Page and repa repackage or repackage him? Would he be Hangman Adam Page or would you repackage Oh, he's he's coming back as Hangman. He's not yeah. getting repackaged. Yeah. He I mean, he's, I would do Hangman, but I'm just saying, you know, if he does come back. This and, is not, no, no, no. no. Oh, yeah, not, WWE. not WWE. Sorry. No, no repackaging. So sorry. I'm sorry. So no sorry. one needs a repackage. Sorry. He yeah, is, sorry. he's coming. He, he I, is I'm used the to Hangman. The Cowboy I'm used to years and years of abuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, oh yeah. It, it has to be. It 
it has to be Paige, right? Uh, it, it just makes it make the story makes too much sense. And then he brings them together, and he finally battles his depression, his anxiety that he's been facing in this story. This story, by the way, uh, I forgot who it was. I'll send I'll I'll send it out, and I'll put it. I'll retweet it or something. There was a YouTube video that chronicled everything about the Adam Page storyline, and it is so meticulous and and so built up. It is amazing. Uh, and once you watch it, you'll just be entrenched into it. But uh, I, it has to be Adam Page. There, there is, there, there is the scenario where Bray Wyatt would, would or Wyndham Wyatt, whatever uh, Wyndham Rotunda is what his name is, would would come back or would debut. But I don't see that fitting into the story. And usually, nine out of ten times, AEW doesn't do things that aren't fitting into their narrative or their story right. that they're telling. Right. You know, the, 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 the CM Punk Brian Danielson thing was the exception because that those two things happened very quickly and came out of nowhere and they and they had to sign those two. So those are the those that's the exception. I don't think Tony Khan's in the business right now of making any more exceptions. No, not now. Unless it makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Anything else on this? No, no. Join the dark order.com. Um, let's, uh, let's go to our final takes. Actually, I want to quickly ask you about this. So, Trevor, sure. AEW, AEW uh, just announced recently that they are coming up, or sorry, that they are creating a new title. The TBS title is going to be debuting at some point over the next six months, I believe, that they just announced that. It's a TBS title, and it's going to act as another women's singles title. So. Ah. A lot of people speculate it might have been a tag team title. No, it's a it's a it's a women's t- talking about a trios title. That's well, important. that's also in the works, but they, they okay. haven't officially announced that. But they're going to do that eventually. Uh, I think they're waiting a little bit on that. They don't want to announce too many titles so close together. But a TBS title to kind of act like a secondary, but not a secondary. I think it, it's a little bit of that TNT title effect because a TNT title isn't necessarily a a you know mid Carter title. It's not. It's actually. Not- it's an alternative title, if that makes sense. And I think it makes I, I think it makes perfect sense because like you have so much talent, you have to give somebody a belt. You know what I mean? Like like Miro deserves a belt. He definitely deserves a belt. But mm-hmm. so does um Kenny Omega. So, you know. Yeah, and, and the thing is the, the good thing about AEW is they may, they don't the title like the United States title is a little bit of a crutch at this point. But the but the TNT title like that's a title you can make your own and, and by okay. defending it weekly you can build it into a big thing. Um and I, I think if we're talking about the TBS title and we're talking about the women's division, I think this title is made, built, and created for Jade Cargill. It has to be. Because yeah. how do you yeah. get her because you want to keep the title on Britt Baker, she is she's she's the move. You want to build towards that Thunder Rosa Baker match. Great. Put this belt on Jade Cargill mm-hmm. and let her just run a rough shot through this division yep. and just defend that title in squash matches every single week so that when someone eventually beats her, oh, my God, that person is going to be over the moon. But that's Absolutely. what I would do. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense, dude. Like, like do that and, like, and sell, and sell the shit out of it. Like, just have her... Have her do what what Miro's doing right now. You know what I mean? Just run roughshod over the whole, and then build it up for her and like Nala Rose. Mm. You know what I mean? Like build build a, a big feud with her and Nala Rose, or hell, even um, what's her name? We're just talking about her. Uh, anyway, but yeah, have have 
have a, a big feud build up. It, I mean, you can do so much with it. There's so much you can do with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see a lot of people, and you could. And and the reason I like it right better than a a tag team uh, belt uh, thing because we've kind of seen how that's played out in WWE. Not that it couldn't work, and it and I think it will work in AEW eventually. But I think you don't they don't have the tag team structure really built up in the women's division right now um, to immediately go into that naturally. I think it's better to do a TBS title because it gives you another reason to have women on the show. It's going to help out with the fact that AEW for whatever reason and has not been booking this women's division to anyone's liking uh, or, or to the extent that they should be. But I think, look, I'm excited to see this TBS title. I think it, it fits more into what their roster looks like now. Eventually, when you have more alliances, when you have more, uh, you know, uh, like a, a more natural feel for a tag team division within the women's division, we'll get those belts, I think. Right. But but I, the TBS title is a great idea. Put it on Cargill. Put Absolutely. it on Cargill. Have her destroy people for six months and then have someone like Ruby Soho or, or, or you know, maybe someone else like Chris Statland or someone who the Chris fans Statlander, really yeah. love, who, who is an AEW original, by the way. Um, uh, have her beat uh, her and that would be great. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so much you can do with it. it. And I think it's a good idea to have one. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go to the chat real quick where Sophia <laughs> is blowing it up in the chat here uh so here we go uh sophia says i want ricochet versus omega i would like ricochet versus omega i want oh you know what i want i want ricochet versus omega i want ricochet versus ray phoenix that's what i want yeah that would actually um uh yeah, and then she follows that up. <laughs> she follows that up literally with Ricochet versus Ray Phoenix. <laughs> I did not read that comment beforehand, but they, that's what came in my mind. Maybe that's why it came into my mind. Maybe I residually saw that. Uh, Penta versus Brian Danielson, yes. Andrade versus versus Brian Danielson, yes. Wyndham Wyatt, Wyndham Wyatt. She says in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sophie. Uh, She's awesome. <laughs> Wyndham Wyatt. Oh, is, oh that's sorry, a good big swole. Oh, uh, wait, what do you mean? Well, for the uh, for cargo to wrestle, oh, yeah, against, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, big swole would be good. Um, but ah, uh, this is ah, uh, no, I don't care. I'm a I'm a mark for her and smart Mark Sterling. Uh, like 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 that. They need that. She needs to have the belt. Definitely um, not. Yes, she does. But uh, yeah. So she said. Okay. Sophie goes on to say, Wyndham is like Stephen King with, with professional wrestling characters. Yeah. I Absolutely. think Wyndham's name will be more uh, chanted instead of Paige. No. No. Not yet. Not no. Yet. No, Paige. No, I don't. And and if and if he is, shame on the fans. Shame on the fans. <laughs> you marks. You marks. They got you again. <laughs> Not saying that we don't like Bray Wyatt because we love, I love Bray Wyatt. I love Bray Wyatt. But I just think it makes more sense. For it's Page. No, I mean, pa Paige, it has sorry. to be Page. I think mean, you you can do the thing with the Dark Order. You could turn you could turn the Dark Order heel and have uh, uh, Wyatt like debut eventually as as you know his first big opponent after he wins the title. Boom, yeah. boom. I Tony Khan just book one. Hey. hey. Tony, come hey, on, pay him a little bit. <laughs> give me that De Niro, buddy. Mas De Niro uh, from Tony Khan. Um, Jamie Hayter is is good, too. Oh, Jamie Hayter, she says, is very good. Yep. Him. Big Swole him. versus Jamie Hayter versus Nyla Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Look, we got a little booker over here. 
<laughs> got a little book. I don't know. Yeah, you could be part of our booking committee with uh with uh Cincy Edits and uh and old Liam from uh from Scotland, by the way. Big shout out to Liam and Cincy who returned for my uh extreme rules stream uh yesterday or the other day. Um oh, uh, quick shout out uh congratulations to Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown for welcoming them their their first child together. Saw that today. New life is always cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. I zoned out for a bit. Congratulations to Ronda Rousey and Travis. Um, uh, Sophie Font and our last, <laughs> last comment. Uh, Sophie in the chat says, I don't know, Omer. Wyndham is pretty big and the highest free agent right now. Adam Page is Mr. AEW. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is she, going she's to get not it. wrong with. You're not with, wrong. With you're him not being wrong. Not at all. But like, you're not wrong. I love. I love Bray Wyatt. But. This is Adam Page. This is Adam Page. This is Adam Page. He is. People are clamoring. They. We. We wanted to see this two weeks ago at, at All Out. He's. He's got to win. Uh, the, anyway. The the pop he gets is just absolutely insane. Absolutely. Sophie. Sophia just said in the chat. Omer needs to talk with Tony Khan. I, we, we're trading emails. You know me and, me and TK. <laughs> we take you. TK is sliding my DMs every now and then. You know, the, the paychecks got to come somehow, right? Because um, we're paid by AEW. Someone actually said that in comments in one of our videos. That's funny. So, like a while ago, they were like, "It's like, oh, you Tony Khan probably bought and paid you too." I'm like, "Yo, I wish Tony Khan bought." I me. wish. I, I wish. Would, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Uh, I don't. I'd be free. doing this, but I'd be for doing free. this, but I'd be. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't. You know, neither of us would be. I'm still doing this for free. Damn it. Um. <laughs> And if you want to see me do this for free more, check out Real Take Sports Talk tomorrow night where it's going to be me and hopefully someone else. Although no one wants to seem to join me to talk about sports. But it's going to be me talking about sports, talking about the NFL, talking about the news from the NBA. Kyrie Irving not wanting to get the shot. Uh, Bradley Beal not wanting to get the shot. LeBron James getting the shot. A lot of stuff about the shot. Uh, we're not going to get into that here. But uh, Trevor, any final takes, final uh, things in wrestling you want to talk about? No, I think we we have done everything today. I think, I think yeah, I think today was a good show. Uh, welcome Sophia to the comment section. Hopefully, she uh, likes, subscribes, and joins us. Um, other than that, ah, uh, you almost had it. Joins us every Tuesday <laughs> night live here on YouTube at eight PM. Sophia, come back every single Tuesday for more and fun. Everyone like else, please come back. And everyone else, one last time, just for the meme. Hit that like button, subscribe, and ding. Hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button so you know every single Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, whenever this comes out, uh, you get this great audio listening on the way to work uh, on Wednesday morning. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but do that. Give us Leave us a five-star review, guys. We will see you guys next time. Real Take Russell Talk. Later. Who better? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>